is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 40 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Excuse me. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week. We talk about the mental side of sports on this show. And if you listen to the show, you know our shows are podcasted all over the place. You can find them on my website, winnersunlimited.com specifically, and all the podcast apps. And I love doing the show with you each and every Sunday. Here in Kansas City, our shows are rebroadcast throughout the country in a number of cities. And we talk about the mental side of sports on this show. This deals with sportsmanship, mindsets, attitudes, confidence, mental preparation. How do you get yourself into the right frame of mind to go play a game? How do you handle winning and losing? How do you handle success and failure? This is one of the few shows in the country where we talk about these topics and get into extensive conversations with you about it. And as you know, I've been in practice in my 41st year of work, my 30th year of radio uh, the last 20 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. And I really enjoy doing the show with you each week because here's the deal. It's about you. It's about success. It's about failure. It's about helping you accomplish your goals and doing the things you need to do to be the best you can be. And each week I try to bring up a topic that I think will be of interest of discussion. And today we're going to talk about sportsmanship and parents. Uh, I have had a number of clients in my office in the last few weeks, who have brought up being at youth sporting events, high school sporting events, where parents seem to be getting out of control. And I'm hearing this more and more. You know, it seemed like there was a period there where I wasn't getting a lot of this from, from clients, and, and now I'm starting to get it. Why is that? I, You know, I, I think pressure to win, pressure to be better than everybody else. There's pressure, I think, on parents a lot of times to want their kids to be better than the other kids, be better than the other teams. Of course, everybody goes, you know, you go play sports to a lot of reasons. First and foremost, I think youth sports should be fun. It should be about having fun, learning fundamentals, learning skills, getting better, learning about winning and losing, success and failure, how to handle it, how to grow with it, how to develop it. But one of the things that I'm seeing more and more and hearing more and more are how a lot of parents don't handle this very well. It more becomes about their anger about their kids not winning, their anger about how they play, about how other kids play, about the score, things like that. So I want to get into that today about the topic of sportsmanship and about parental behavior at games. So if you're a coach, I'd love to hear from you and get your thoughts on how you handle disgruntled parents who may be upset with the way you coach, maybe upset with the way their kids are playing, how you're using them, things like that. If you're a coach, how do you handle that? And what do you do if you're a coach and you've got parents in the stands, parents of kids on your team who are yelling, screaming, getting out of control? What do you do about that? 
And I'd love to start hearing from you and get your thoughts on this because this is a topic that is ongoing. It goes on all the time. I'm sure there are people listening right now who've been at a youth sporting event, a high school sporting event, where your son or daughter's playing, and there are other sons and daughters on the team whose parents are out of control in the stands, start yelling. And what, you, you know, it's really embarrassing when you're sitting there and you're a row away from a mom or a dad who's screaming and yelling, maybe some obscenities, maybe yelling at the refs, screaming at the other kids or the other coach. So what do you do about that? You know, that's that's it's one of those untalked about, <clears throat> excuse me, topics that happens all the time, but you don't want to say anything. Oh, I don't want to get involved, but you're embarrassed. You're sitting there. Do you put your put your hands under your rear end and sit on them. You don't say anything. What do you do? So I'd like to hear from if you're a parent or a coach, or maybe you're an athlete and there's a parent out there on your team who's yelling and screaming. What? How do you handle that? So Marco, let me ask this. You, you've been at many sporting events. Marco's producing the show today. I'm sure you've seen this before. It's And it's always embarrassing when you're at a game and there's some parent who's just a little bit over the edge, right? Absolutely. So, I know you're not a parent, correct? <laughs> okay. No. I am. My sons are 30. Oh, well, that was, uh, my oldest son just turned 32. 32 and 30. And when they played these sports, there were many times we'd be at games. I recall one youth baseball game we had, or, or team, my son, you know, oldest son Jonathan was on. And there was a dad who was always yelling, and the coach came up to him and said, listen, you need to go out and watch the game from right field. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't going to get involved in this because of what I do. Unless the guy got out of control, then I was going to say something to the coach. But the coach went up to him and said, you need to go out to right field and watch the game from there, please. Because you don't need to be yelling and screaming at your son. He keeps looking at you. I can tell it's bothering him. And the coach actually talked to me afterwards and, and said, do you think I handled that right? And I said, yeah. And then he actually went the next day and had some coffee or tea, whatever they, they drank together. And the dad was very apologetic and said, you know, I just want my son to do well. This is what the coach, you know, told me. Mm-hmm. He said, I guess I need to cool it. And he says, yeah. So from that point on, this dad then watched the games from out in right field. And I think his son, it, it helped his son out a lot. I mean, have you been at games before where you've seen something like this? Uh, yeah. Uh, at my nephew's um, soccer game at the Shields Complex, I've seen plenty of times where parents will – be hollering and shouting, but maybe not at the players, but at the referees. And wait, wait, wait. Parents are yelling at referees? <laughs> at officials? Yeah, I know. Shocking to hear, right? Well, and it's and it's like, come on, guys. Like, these, they're kids, too. The referees and officials, the ones who are doing these U8, U10 soccer games. They're usually teenagers. Exactly. And I know that because I used to do them myself. And you get those, you get those parents, and sometimes your mouth, not only get yourself in the trouble, but it can get your team, your uh, the team that you're cheering for, your child's team, it can get them in trouble too because the referee may become annoyed or flustered or you become a distraction to a game where you don't need to be a distraction. And there used to be a sign outside of a 3-2 and two baseball park when I was a kid that said, and listed numbers one through four. One was player, two was official, three was coach, and the fourth was spectator. And it said, when you walk in, you can only be one. That's a great sign. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I just think parents need that reminder. And, you know, when they give that excuse, like, can't believe I paid, you know, $200 for this tournament and this is what happens, it's like 
then you're forgetting what the then you're then you're forgetting what the whole purpose of that two hundred dollars is for. It's not here for you to. It's not. It's not here for you to. It's not a. It's not a ticket to, um, or a pass to, be disgruntled on the sideline and voice your complaints. No, that's for your child to be in a tournament and participate in the game of soccer. One of the things is that emotion is part of sport, and emotion's part of being a fan. And if you go to collegiate or professional games, it's obviously the atmospheres are very exciting. There's a lot of cheering and yelling and things like that going on, and. And I've been going to sporting events. I'll be 67 years old next month. I've been going to them my whole life. You know, I've seen, I've seen it pretty much everything. I know I, I've, as people know, I go to the Chiefs games. Been going mm-hmm. my whole life since the first game they played. And I sit behind the visitors and the visitor side, where usually we get, you know, behind me. The two seats directly behind my son and I are always visitors. Uh, team, you know, the, the, the fans of the other team. Mm-hmm. And they're always, you know, yelling and screaming. And most of these people are really polite, but a couple times people get out of control. It's interesting. But that's a professional game. You know, I can deal with that there. But the thing is that you sporting events, what's, what is the benefit of that and how does that affect your kids? So that's what I want to get into today, the whole issue of sportsmanship at youth sports high school games. If you're a parent, you're a coach, I'd like to hear from you. How do you deal with an unruly parent at a game, especially if you're, you're it's a parent of someone on your, your son or daughter's team who's out of control in the stands it's embarrassing. A lot of people don't want to do anything. They want to move away, change seats, but you can't sometimes. How do you handle that? I'd love to hear if you're a coach, you're a parent, you're an athlete. The whole issue of sportsmanship, parents' behavior at games, how do you handle it? How do you deal with it? Give me a call and let's talk. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour for our flagship station, Sports Radio 810, WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week talking about the mental side of sports. And today's topic is this, the issue of sportsmanship at youth sports events. And I'd love to hear from you if it's been something you've had to deal with as a coach, as a parent. Maybe as an athlete, you've had to – maybe you've been the subject of being yelled at or screamed at. What about officials? What if you're an official? How do you handle this situation, if, especially if you're a teenager, you're refing a youth soccer game or a baseball or softball game, volleyball game, whatever it might be, and you get parents starting to scream at you about the calls you're making. How do you handle that? You know, there are a lot of articles on the, on the web now about all this type of stuff, and there's, there's one I found recently, what can parents do, what can coaches do? You know, one of the things it says, one of these articles says, if you're a parent, cheer, don't sideline coach. Yelling instructions to youth athletes, especially when they are constant, contradicting the coach, only confuses and overwhelms them. Instead, encourage and praise good efforts from your athlete as well as other kids. Yeah, and that's a good point. Because if you're trying to coach your son or daughter, and the coach is coaching your son or daughter, and you're telling them something different, it can get real confusing. I remember years ago when my oldest son, Jonathan, played basketball in high school, played on the freshman team. And there was a dad there who had coached a lot of these kids, not my son, but several of the other kids. And he's apparently a pretty good coach. But he's on the sideline yelling to his son what to do as a point guard, which is totally contradictory to what the coach was saying. And I remember his son kept looking at his dad and looking at the coach. Finally, at a timeout, the coach went over to this dad, had a conversation with him, and the dad walked out of the gym. 
And I went up to the coach after the game. It, it, he knew what I do for a living and said, what, what was that about? And he goes, well, he was telling his son to do this, and I was telling his son to do the opposite. And I saw his son looking and getting confused, and then it, it was getting him all befuddled. And I finally had to call a timeout and tell this dad. And I told him, but he says, I told him before, please don't coach your son from the stands. And the dad said, well, if you're not going to let me coach my son because you're not doing it the right way, I'm just going to leave. So he left. <clears throat> And I know he was back at a couple other games sitting at the top of the stands with his wife. And I don't know how that was handled at home, but obviously he wasn't very happy about the fact that the coach asked him to leave. But I think that's, you know, part of the things that kids get confused. So if, you, if you're at the game, I mean, cheering is great, being supportive. Now, if something's going wrong, you're not seeing things go right, then I think you should go up, you know, during a timeout, say something to the coach or whatever. But, you know, don't get involved in Marco, what do you think about that? I, I like I like that because you're handling the situation without having to um, directly handle it. You're going to the right. You're going to the right. Per, you're addressing you're addressing the problem to the right person. That being the coach, it's kind of like it's kind of like if there's in grade school if there's trouble on the play, playground, you're not maybe directly intervening with your fellow students. You're probably going to the teacher and telling them that so and so are having a problem on the issue on the playground over there. So I like that because you're going to the person that can handle the situation because if you were to handle it and the person were to blow up in your face, well, then the problem just got added on. Now, if the coach goes up to him and he starts yelling and the person starts yelling at the coach, well, I I just I feel like that's more unlikely to happen since since it's a person of order going up to the parent rather than just a fellow parent going up to them. You know, it's interesting because <clears throat> this past, excuse me again, this past week, uh, there were two fans ejected from a, an NBA game mm-hmm. that were apparently, you know, I don't know what they were saying to LeBron James, but it was out of control, and they were they were escorted off the floor and, and left. So this type of behavior does happen all over the place. Obviously, professional sports, that happens. You hear it all the time. But <clears throat> at youth sporting events, it shouldn't be going on. And, and But it does happen. So once again, if you're a coach, I'd love to hear from you. If this is something you've had to deal with before, you've had unruly parents at a game, what do you do? I know a lot of coaches, they don't want to say anything. They don't want to get in the, in the midst of something. But I think it also starts really, quite frankly, with the preseason meeting. And I've talked about this on this show forever, about it, the importance of a preseason meeting. I mean, in that meeting, you need to sit down and establish as a coach the guidelines for how things are going to go. And... Let's face it, if you go to a game, I, I can guarantee you at some point during the course of a season, something's going to happen with your son or daughter that's going to bother you, it's going to upset you, it'll frustrate you. Something may not be called properly, something may be dealt with inappropriately. But what you have to do is you've, you've got to bite the bullet if your parents sitting in the stands. You don't yell and scream at the refs. I mean, that's the type of thing that needs to be dealt with. Now, if a referee is not doing things appropriately, then you go to the league administrator, go to the coach, go to the league administrators, and, and, and mention something about it and have something done. I know a lot of people don't want to do that. I don't want to get involved, just leave it alone. But when then that keeps happening, if it's not addressed, it, it doesn't get dealt with. So one of the other things this website talked about, resist the urge to critique. All right, Whether they're players on your team or the other team, the goal is to learn and have fun. Oh, gee, I've talked about that forever on this show. Being critical of another person's child is a quick way to get under another person's, other parent's skin. 
That doesn't help either because I've seen it too many times. I remember years ago, this is probably 20 years ago now, I, with one of the local youth organizations, was putting on a sportsmanship seminar. It was heavily promoted. We were handing out flyers. We were at a game where the other team's coach was out of control, yelling and screaming. You're not supposed to get off your seat. He was up. The refs gave him a technical one point. It's obviously a basketball game. And the second half, you know, after he, he, some things happened that were very, very ugly. And I had the flyers for my sportsmanship seminar. So I went up to our coach afterwards and said, do you think I should give him one? He goes, yeah, definitely. He needs it. So I went up to this guy. I said, excuse me, sir. I said, handing these out, you might be interested in this. He looked at it, sportsmanship. He took the flyers. still remember this, wadded it up, threw it down, and showed a fist at me. He goes, let's go outside. At which point I was pulled away by two parents. You know, I reported him to the league. They said, oh, we've never had problems with him. I said, we've well, got problems with him now. I said, because this is, you know, just inexcusable behavior. But this stuff goes on a lot. And so the key thing is, you know, as I wouldn't encourage people to confront coaches like I did, but that that was after the game. It was in a, in a friendly way, and I had a couple people with me. Okay. But this guy obviously didn't want to deal with that. And so you see this all the time. So I think if you're a parent in the stands, be, you know, be positive, be upbeat with your kids as well as other kids. Don't be screaming at other kids, things like that. Mm -hmm. And so my suggestion is this. If you see something going on that you don't like after a game, go up to your coach, mention something. Or if it bothers you enough, contact the league administrators. Let them know this is going on. I want to report. Most leagues give you an opportunity to report this type of stuff. I know it goes goes on all the time because I hear it all the time. And one one of the things that and I'd love to hear from I'd love to hear from a parent who's dealt with this before. You're in the stands, and there's another parent unruly on your team, and it's embarrassing. You don't know what to do. You know you don't want to say anything because you're afraid you, you got the person get out of control with you. So you don't want to say anything. So you want to back off, but it bothers you. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. And this is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week. Today's topic is this, the whole issue of sportsmanship, specifically at youth sporting events, high school games. And I'd love to hear from you. No one's called in yet about this. But I'm talking about what do you do if there's an unruly parent at a game? If you're another parent sitting in, and everybody has dealt with this, I guarantee you, if you've been at a youth sports event, you have a son or daughter who's played, a niece or nephew, grandchildren. You've been at one of these games, and you have seen or heard another parent on your team or the other team start to go a little bit ballistic. And it's embarrassing. You sit there and sort of look at him, and then you look at your spouse or your friend's eyes, and, oh, gosh, he's doing it again. And then you sort of want to move away. Or even when you get there, you don't want to sit next to him because you know that person's out of control yelling at the refs, all that type of stuff. So what do you do? How do you handle that? If you're another parent on the team, I'd love to hear from you on that because everybody deals with this if you're at a youth sporting event and you've had a son or daughter play. And then there's that parent who starts screaming and yelling at the refs. Well, you know, don't yell at the refs. Okay, officials are not that much older typically, as Marco was mentioning. They, They may be the same age as the kids playing. And 
Most of them aren't even getting paid. They're volunteers or they're getting paid virtually nothing. So these referees officials have to deal with the play on the field. And then they also have to deal with you. I've shared this many times on this show years and years ago. My oldest son, Jonathan, was playing soccer. I did a morning show at that point. And that day, particular day, I talked about this this exact topic on that show. And then Jonathan had a game at 12 or 1 o'clock. And we pulled up into the parking lot, got out of the car. And as we're getting out of the car with our coach, Ed, Edmund, who was a great guy, Edmund Rogovo, who played at the Kansas City Comets when I worked with him, great guy. We're walking up. And the game before us ended, it was a, a young girls game, 12, I think 12-year-olds. 12, 12 and I see the sideline ref running, being chased by a, a dad who then gets tackled by two other dads. And then Edmund, Edmund knew who this young man was. We went over to, to him, the sideline ref, and he's like, hey, what's going on here? What's going on? And, and this young man's almost on the verge of tears because this guy kept yelling at me and yelling at me during the game. And then at the end, he says, I'm going to come get you. And he started chasing me. And he said, but I stood up for myself because I was listening to a radio show earlier th- this morning where there's a sports psychologist talking about how to handle yourself in the sidelines. I said, well, that was me. Th- th- this kid almost freaked out. He's like, oh, my God, you're Dr. Jacobs. It was bizarre. He said, because the guy kept yelling at me, he went over to him and he said twice, he said, sir, you've got to stop yelling at me. And then he says, I can do whatever I want to do. And then the game ended and he started chasing after him. So why do you yell at, at sideline? Why would you yell at kids? Okay, you said you've seen it. What do you think the reason for that is? Uh, I, again, I, want to th- I think that it's a the parents probably feel they have a right to, you know, when you pay for the tournament, it automatically comes with, oh, now I have a free pass to say what I want to say, do what I want to do. And um, and that includes voicing an opinion at the officials during the game because I paid such and such amount for my child to be in this tournament. And whatever the referee is making off this game, well, it's because we as parents paid so-and-so amount for this for this tournament game. This was not even a tournament, Marco. This oh, was wow. just a league. This was just a league game. Uh. Well, they pay they pay league fees. I don't know. It's there, well, yeah, you're right. There, there, the money part does come into play. Right, right. So I think that's I, I believe I really think that's one of the reasons, you know, because that's that's something. You know, my my brother he won't yell at the official or anything, but he'll be like, "Why he's coaching he, or, or as a parent?" No, as a parent, as okay. a parent, he's not going to yell at the official or anything, but he's going to be like, "I can't." Yeah, he's like, I, he'll, I'll be like, "I can't believe that guy's yelling over there," and he's like, "Well, we did pay, you know, three hundred dollars for this league. You're like, we're paying all this money for uh, our kids to play soccer. You know, they you at least want the officials to get the call right." And I'm like, "Well, that's not how it works. All right, that's not sports. Even the big league pros, the big officials, they miss." They miss calls too. That's it's like you know that one saying that's life. Well, that's just sports. It sucks sometimes, and you can't get you can't overreact, especially at the youth age level because at that point it's just about your child having fun. Well, the youth officials are trained. Mm-hmm. They go through a training. Doesn't mean they they pick up everything all the time. Maybe they make mistakes. I mean, we talk in our book just let them play that I co-wrote with Jeff Montgomery and Pete Malone. There's a whole section in there about behavior and things like that at games 
And, you know, officials are people, too. They make mistakes. We talk, it used to be the youth, the, the youth sports triangle. Now it's the youth sports square. Mm-hmm. Parents, coaches, officials, and athletes. It all goes towards the athlete. And so everybody has a role in that. But when you go to these games, and, and that's one of the things. I know there are people listening, and people are going to listen to this podcast, who will say, yeah, I've, I've heard that. It's, yeah, it's happened to me. When you're sitting up in the stands and there's another parent going crazy yelling at the rest of the game. And the worst thing, see, to me, parents, they, they don't, you know, other parents on the team, it may be a parent who's normally a pretty nice guy or a woman who all of a sudden loses control. And they're like, what do we do? I know people are, it's like, do we say something? Do we go over and try and calm them down? It's like, no, 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 leave them alone. You don't want to get in a fight. And so that's where I think, you know, people have to take a chill pill when they go to the games. You know, years ago in Cleveland, they used to have a thing called Silent Sunday where parents were not allowed to be near this field. They put a fence up about several, I don't know how many yards it was, away from the field, and the parents couldn't be near the field. They'd have to watch from a distance. And that takes us to the whole thing. If, if, if there's bad behavior going on, you need to report it to your coach, okay, or to the league, you know, call the league up, the league administrators. Your son or daughter's in that league. Or if they're in a tournament, contact the tournament. Say, look, this is going on. And look, if a referee isn't doing a good job, they need to be reported too. Okay, because referees do make mistakes and screw up. And sometimes their emotions get in the way. But that's where it all comes down to. But it's about the communication aspect. And so I think one of the things that a lot of people forget is that, that you know, there are ways to report these types of behaviors and things. But the most, I, I think the biggest thing is this. If you're a parent at a, at a game and there's another parent on your team who is embarrassing themselves, most people don't want to say anything or do anything. I know sometimes I, I know people will go say something, and oftentimes those people then will back down because they, didn't, they don't realize they're, they're doing it. That's the thing. A lot of people do this, and they, they don't, they, their emotions take over. And they don't realize they're out of control and their behavior's acting that way. And so I think that's where the most important thing to me is if you're a coach, I think you have to have that, that you've got to be the psychologist on the sidelines with your team as well as with the parents. And that's where, to me, I think in the preseason meeting, you sit down and set up these rules and guidelines. And if this is something that starts happening, then you need to have a meeting with the parents throughout the season and maybe sit down with them and say, look, we need to talk about this. There have been several several instances where you know, I'm hearing some of you yelling at the officials. I'm hearing some of you saying some things. You've got to stop doing that. And I know some coaches have told parents you can't come to games. It's one of those things. So it's about the – this is all about communication. Mm-hmm. And if people don't communicate these things, it's not going to get better. You know, I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every week. We talk about this stuff on this show all the time. And the reason I brought this up today is because I've had several clients in my office in the last couple of weeks who've brought up situations at some basketball games that they've been at youth basketball games and soccer games. In fact, one, one mom says, Dr. Jacobs, I just don't know what to do because there's a dad who just starts yelling and screaming at the refs every game. So I told her, I said, what I think you need to do is go up to the coach at, you know, contact the coach during the week. I said, the coach knows. She goes, I'm not sure he hears it, but it's embarrassing for all of us parents out there because this guy just gets out of control and starts yelling and screaming at the refs all the time. She goes, I think he does, but I don't know. Well, contact the coach, 
give him a call, let him know, and and tell him it's embarrassing. You don't know what to do, and let him handle it. Love to hear from your coach. You're a parent. You're an athlete. How do you deal with unruly parents on the sidelines at youth sports or high school games? Give me a call, and let's talk. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everyone. This is the Sports Psychology Hour, and I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you're enjoying the show today. I've been talking about parents' behavior at youth sports again, sporting events. And what do you do when there's an unruly parent in your game on the sideline during the game? whole issue is about respect. You know, let's face it, in our society today, there are a lot of issues with respect across the board, which we're not going to get into that. But it trickles down to youth sports. It's been happening for a long time. And, you know, the best way to deal with disrespect is to prevent it altogether. But, of course, you can't prevent it altogether because there will always be somebody out of control. I know youth sports organizations have come up with several creative ways to try to deal with this type of behavior. Many organizations have codes of conduct parents must sign at the beginning of the season and require people to do that. They'll be, have preseason meetings and they ask parents to come, require them to come to that. And, of course, everybody doesn't always come. And typically the people that don't come are the ones who lose control. I know there are some organizations that have a fine system for, you know, spectators who get verbally abusive. They'll start charging $5 uh, per person fine for everybody. I know in South Carolina, there's a zero tolerance policy at some some of their youth sports events about disrespectful behavior from the sidelines. Parents are evicted and kicked out and not allowed to ever come back. And oftentimes, there are now parents-focused courses online that teach about appropriate sideline behavior. And there's one of the youth sports associations for parents. I know it has a video tutorial where you have to sign an ethics pledge. So these things are out there. The question is, are they utilized? So the whole thing comes down to this. Why is your son or daughter playing sports? at the youth sport level to become a professional, to get a college scholarship, to play in high school, or to just have the opportunity to just go play, you know? Yeah, play. Remember that word, play. You know, our, our book title is Just Let Them Play, not Just Let Them Win. It's called Just Let Them Play. When you get to the collegiate and professional level, it's a different situation. And even sometimes at high school. But in youth sports, why are our kids playing? To go out there and enjoy the experience, have fun, learn about themselves, learn about how to deal with negativity, learn about how to deal with failure, learn about how to, what to do when things don't go right. Because it doesn't. In life, things don't go right. We all know that. But when you're at a, at, at a game, a game, it's supposed to be fun, enjoyable. The winning and losing happens, yes. But is it more about that or is it more about what you learned about yourself? Hey, you know what? I, I, I struck out. Your son struck out three times today, but he really went after each pitch. 
Maybe he, he was 0 for 3 and he hit the ball hard twice It got caught. Years ago, when I was the sports psychologist with Kansas City Royals, we started the All-Star break, and we had a player who went 0 for 9. Nine straight line drives. All outs. He was really frustrated. He came up to me in the, in, during the game. Doc, Doc, I'm so tired of this. I'm hitting the ball hard. I'm, uh, execution's great. I said, listen, just keep doing it. I'll bet you get a hit next time. Said you. In fact, I even said to him, I bet you get a double. Well, boom, he got, he got a double off the wall and was driven in by the next guy. He then went 11 for 13, his next 13 at-bats. And of the two outs he had, one was a pop-up, one was a line drive that got caught. So I remember walking into the locker room before we went on a road trip, our first road trip after the All-Star break. Doc, Doc, come here. So I sat down, we started talking, with, and the guy next to him said, what are you telling him? We're just focused on execution, just focus on having fun. This is a professional Major League Baseball player. He just he says, Doc, I've got 11, for, I've batted 500 still, so probably 11 for 22. I said, listen, what's most important to me is not your average. What's more important to me of, of those 22 at-bats, how many were quality at-bats? He said, all but one, all but the pop-up. And you're right, you know, I, I hit it hard, it's frustrating, I'm getting paid to get hits. But my, my whole focus was on effort. He batted well over 300 the rest of the year. And this is at the professional level. Major League, but he said, Doc, I, I just focused on my execution trying to have fun. And try, and I don't listen to all the people, the negativity in the stands. That translates down to youth sports. It should be about the, the enjoyment and the effort. And unfortunately... The winning aspect comes in, and then, then everybody wants to win, and everybody wants to come in first place, and then all this pressure gets on, and then the parents get caught up in it. And, and, and I've seen it. I've heard it for years. You get caught up in your team's excitement. Wow, they're 4-0. They're playing really well. Well, there are seven-year-olds playing soccer. You know, we play a 12-game set. We, we could win the championship. They could. They may not. But why are they there? To play and have fun and learn. But when you've got an unruly parent on your team in the sidelines, it ruins it for everybody. So that's where, to me, the whole purpose we talked about today was if you're a coach, you've got to take charge of the situation, set some guidelines, set some parameters. And like I said, in South Carolina, they, they find parents who get out of control, and then they evict them. They're, they're no longer allowed to come to games. Now, you don't want it to come to that. Because here's the thing. Who gets hurt by this in the end? It's your son or daughter who's playing. Because I can guarantee you they hear it. They're embarrassed. It bothers them. They don't want to see that happen. They, they don't want it to continue. And Marco, like you said, you've been at these games. You're, you know, I'm sure you've seen parents... And their facial expressions when there's somebody else getting out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, you feel you feel sorry for their kid because you know that they're either seeing them from the bench or on the field. They recognize your voice. They know who you are. You're their parent. And I thought that was a great uh, kind of lesson that you gave right there when talking about your former client, um, the baseball player, and how he's coming back and he's telling you about the stats and everything. And it's like, no, you're just worried about him having fun. 
that should be every parent's mindset with their child when they're playing youth sports is that's the most important thing. And that was a major league baseball player and exactly. a very good one, too. Exactly. And and that's what I'm saying. It's like it, it's something that you take with them. Even even adult, even adults just need to hear, I'm just worried about you having fun. Major league baseball players just need to hear that. Your child needs to hear it also, that the important thing is that they're having fun. I just uh, – well, I talk with – I work with several NFL players, and one uh, lineman we talked about the other day says, you know, he, he deals with some anxiety sometimes. Says, Let's just – you know what? Today just go out and have a great time. And, and he likes to turn use the term balls to the wall. I said, just do that. Just go for it. He had a great game afterwards. He texted me and said, thanks, it worked. It's about effort. It's about fun. If you listen to this show, you know I have lots of interviews with people. And next week, we're going to have a great interview because I've got two NFL Chiefs players. And they're both pretty darn good. Harrison Butker, Kansas City Chiefs place kicker, and Tommy Townsend, the Kansas City Chiefs punter, will be joining me. And we're going to talk about the male side of their game how they handle it, how they're successful at it, why they're so good. So next week, that'll be our show. Hope you can tune in and listen to that. It'll be a great interview with Harrison Bucker and Tommy Townsend. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As I've said several times, the shows are podcasted. Go to my website, winnersunlimited.com. I've got almost nine years of podcasts on there. They're on all the podcast apps all over the place. If you're a parent or a coach, encourage other parents on your team, maybe the coaches, to listen to this show, what we talked about. Hopefully it'll help you out. You can always reach me several ways. My email is drj at winnersunlimited.com. My office number is 816-561-5556. Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you, get comments from you. And follow me on Twitter at drjsportsite. Have a great week. As we go into the holiday season, take care, stay safe. Talk to you next week. This is the Sports Psychology Hour 